Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello. I'm the author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter, and host of a popular podcast, Making Each Day Matter. Today, with my co-host is Carrie Butler, who's the owner of the Emergency Cafe Preparedness Firm in Los Angeles and Ho'oponopono Forgiveness Coach. My dear friend, and together we welcome New York Hay House author Kathy Crawford and her new book, Unlocking Secrets, My Journey to an Open Heart, coming out in May of 2018. And I just want to tell you guys, this book reads like a beautiful love story, but it also contains all the components of how life can lead us on so many paths we don't understand until we do. Kathy is also an integrative life coach a speaker, a yoga and meditation teacher, someone after my own heart. And before we dive into conversation with Kathy, I'm going to turn this over to my co-host, Carrie Butler, who has stuff to share with us this morning. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Aloha, everyone. You know, I, um, as we've done in the past with all of our, all of our radio shows, when there has been an issue um, in the world, we've said a prayer and we've um, just sent love. And so this morning, based on everything that's happening, um, I want to just send out love to Florida. But because of my, you know, my love of Hawaii and everything, I want to just bring to your attention this beautiful, quick little moment. Um, there is a... Um, an Instagram that just started. It's called Lay of Aloha for World Peace. And it's Lay of Aloha, L-E-I of Aloha. We are one. And basically what they're doing is they're bringing people together to create a two-mile lay. And you can go to the GoFundMe account for it and just donate a little bit of money or whatever. But it just is something really near and dear to my heart and being you know, 6,000 miles away from Florida, they're reaching out. And so I want to kind of bridge that gap a little bit and, um, you know, from 3,000 miles away. So there is a GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com slash Florida Lay, L-E-I. And I just, we could just take a brief moment and just send our prayers to Florida. And not that this is a political show, but let's please, please, please see if we can, like, send love and raise our vibration so that we can make some changes in the world so that this just doesn't, this doesn't happen. So sending lots of lots of love. Anyway, thank you for that moment, Kat. And now I'm so excited about our guest. This is amazing, you guys. You know, we on uh, the Best Life Cafe, we love to bring new authors because it is just so important for us to share the world share with the world the light workers that are out there that you might not necessarily know about. And so our beautiful, beautiful guest, Kathy Crawford, is just a delight and has quite a story to tell. So my first question, actually, good morning, Kathy. How are you, my love? Good good morning. Good morning, Carrie and Kathy. Thank you for having me. I'm so super excited to be here and share a little bit of my journey with you. So well, I'm looking forward to and, it. And quite the journey it is. So, and my dogs are even agreeing with you that it's quite the I, journey. So, I love so it. So tell me, how, this is live, 
how how did you get like what you know what made you decide that it was time to tell your story like how did that come to be for you that is such a great question because um i i never really made that decision it wasn't something that i had consciously set out to do it was actually something that i think the um throughout my whole life, I was receiving these messages to, you know, to tell my story, to tell what I had been hiding behind. And I, you know, we don't always see them. We just, you know, see what we want to see. So um, I would, I would have to say, you know, it wasn't intentional, but it was probably the most magical um, and graceful thing that could have ever happened to me in my life. So that said, um, what had, um, I had a li- just a little um, background. I had um, been widowed in my 30s. Uh, my husband had died. And um, that usually there's always that catalyst of something that sends you on that journey. So um, I was on this journey of, of healing. And as a young um, single mom, building a career, trying to figure out everything, um, I... Um, was so busy taking care of everybody else, but I was really, so I really didn't have a lot of time to heal, but I was doing the best that I can, so that I could at the time. So um, that was, you know, that was really like my catalyst. And then, um, and then life, you know, life happens. And um, for all these years, my husband um, had passed in in 96. So at this point, it's almost like 20 years later, and I'm still, I still don't feel right. I still don't feel whole. I still feel like something's off. So um, I really set out on um, that journey to get whole as my kids were getting older. They were in high school, then they're in college. And, you know, it's really started to work on myself. And, you know, I'm a seeker by nature. Now, I'm, you know, meditation was a big thing in my life because my life was so chaotic. And meditation really, really helped me. And, um so I had, so really what the pivotal point was, I had at that point, I'd become a yoga teacher. I was, had this fabulous, though I lived like in two worlds. I had this fabulous career. I worked for, um, in the high-end luxury market at the time. I was working for Cartier, and then I had worked for Chanel. And, you know, I traveled the globe. I was their sales director. And, you know, on the outside, it looked like that's an amazing, perfect life. But on the inside, I was still, like, really banged up and bruised and um, not, not really whole. So um, I had been on a retreat. And on this retreat, I had a um, intuitive come up to me, and she said to me, "I don't know if you know this about me." She said, "But I do see angels." And I said to her, um, "She said, and you know, you've got three angels standing next to you." And I didn't hesitate. Mm, I said, "Of course I, I do." <laughs> I said, "Of course I do. I've got my mother, my father, and my husband. Like, who else would be standing next to me?" And she was like, and I was so happy, so happy because, you know, when you hear from the other side or you can be with Mm -hmm. them, it just, it was just, I was ecstatic. So she said, well, they have a message for you. And I was like, so excited. I was like, yes, what are they going to tell me? You know, I'm all excited. And she said, well, she said, they, um, they want you to know that they're always with you, but that they don't need to be with you. 
And I was like, what do you mean they don't need to meet with me? Like, don't they want to be with me? Like, they've left me here on this planet, this earth, you know, to figure it out and get it together, right? Now, even in death, like you're saying to me, you don't want to be my angels? So she's like, no, 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 you're not hearing me. She's like, you're not hearing me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I think I'm hearing you, but no. And so she was like, no, what they're really telling you is that you have just done such amazing work and you have grown and you have evolved and you're really hanging on tight. And I think they want to go. And I was like, I was devastated. I, I could not, I could not see the beauty in this statement. And poor Veronica is like, no, 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 this is really good. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was not sitting well with it. And so I went to, um, it was late evening, we were having a cup of tea, and I went to bed, and I could not get this off my mind. And I kept thinking about it. And as I was thinking about it, I realized that in the course of a day, if, if I didn't think of one of them like five times a day, no matter what I was doing, there was always that, mm, what would they think? What would they say? How would they feel? Mm-hmm. Like they were always like right there. And um, I thought this was a great thing, right? Like, you know, and then I started to, to listen to what she said when they, were, when they were giving me this compliment or this, you know, these words um, that I was okay. And I was just like, no. I'm okay, you know, like, and then I, and so anyways, yeah, so I just kind of like, you know, so I was doing a lot of thinking on that, and then the next day, the retreat was over, and we were driving home, and it's a seven-hour ride, and I'm driving with my teachers, uh, Neil and Cheryl, and running out of things to talk about, so I bring up this conversation about that Veronica said, she saw my angels, so Cheryl said to me, she said, you know, Kathy, I've known you quite some time. She said, but I really don't know anything about your husband. I just know that he died and, you know, he had cancer. Yeah. So, you know, she's like waiting for more. And I'm like, ooh, what do I say? Because these were my, my like, these were my spiritual teachers. They had really brought me to another level in my spiritual development and what was I going to do? So in that moment, I had to decide, was I going to continue to tell the same story that I had told myself and I told everyone to my teachers? And I knew I couldn't. I knew the truth was going to have to be told. And, um, and oh, so on the rest of, and thanks. So on the rest of the car ride home, the, these poor, my poor Neil and Cheryl listened to hours. They listened to basically my life from the time I was oh a kid and, yeah. and those things to how I, you know, wound up getting married, those things. My husband died and on this story. And at the end of the story, they just like, they were like, no way, because they never, no one ever, ever suspected that I would have ha- lived this kind of life because the life on the right. outside was just, wow, what a, what a great woman. Like, man, she's this widow. She raised two kids. She gets this job going on. She had nothing. She, she made herself, you know, and I'm like, you know, and I'm saying to myself, they should only know. They should only know. So Cheryl said to me, um, she said, you know, she always calls me sweet angel. And she was like, sweet angel. She's like, Veronica's right. 
She's like, you are hanging on to this story. It's like you are bound to this story. You are bound to them. And I said to her, well, you know, without that story, without them, who am I? And it's like you're happy. You're not you're not their story. Not that was a part of your life, but that's not who you are. And we right. started talking about that. And then she said to me, and one of my biggest struggles at the time was, you know, I was talking about finding my voice and my truth and really mending this this broken heart, which I you know, believe me, I did a lot of work, right? And I just never felt like a hundred percent, right? You're always a seeker. You're always looking. Sure. And she said, to, and and that's and so I said, well, okay, how do I do this? And she said, she said, you have to release the story. You have to tell the story because the back part of the story is that I never told anyone for thirty years the real truth. So I was holding on to a secret, and yeah, I never. I never, I never thought of it as a secret. I just thought of it as this was my life. And when my husband became ill, we made a vow to one another to tell no one because of the stigma that was around his death. So for seven years, I never told my mother, my father, my sister, my bestie. No one knew. It was just my husband and I who knew this. My children didn't know. And but, you know, hey, everybody's got a story, right? Everybody deals. Everybody's <laughs> got stuff in their life. And this was the cards that I was dealt. And I didn't, you know, I just didn't look at it any other way. So I said, all right, what do I have to do? I've been doing everything, you know, everything that everybody tells me. And she said, she said you've got you've to say the story. And she said, you've got to break the bind. And you're going to do that through your meditation, your mantra, your prayer, And you have to surrender to it. And you have to let them go. They want to go. They're telling you they're fine. You're fine. You need to break the bind. And, um, yeah. And that's when it all kind of started. Yeah, I just want to let our listeners know that Kathy uh, won the Writer's Workshop for the Hay House um, writer's workshop, which is a workshop that Hay House puts out across the country a couple times a year, and you go and you take a writing class for a couple of days, and then you submit your own proposal, and she won the New York, which is a, a phenomenal fete. I am so, <sighs> congratulations on that. I didn't say that in the beginning. Thank you. And what I think that lends to the part of the story was that once you realized that the story had to come out, and that it was time that you writing was one of the avenues for you to do that. And so maybe you could just lend a little bit about how you came to just becoming that author that was living inside of you for for obviously so long and and just ready at this time to come out. Mm. Well, so I fast forward from that car ride, which was in April to um, August, and there's a a workshop going on at Omega in Rhinebeck, New York, on transformational speaking. I have now in my head, you know, my mantra, my prayer, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. I've got to get to this workshop because I'm going to tell this story. And when I tell this story, my life is going to become perfect, right? You know, like I just got to let it out, as Cheryl said. So I go to this workshop, and it's like a rough day, a rough week, and I'm like laughing to myself as I'm driving up. I'm like, you're always working on yourself. You're always fixing yourself. Can't you just be? Can't you just be? 
So I go to the workshop and I say, I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to sit there and listen and find out how you speak from your heart and tell your story. So um, I go to the, the, the workshop and um, of course, I never keep my mouth shut. So I'm engaged <laughs> in the program. I'm engaged in the program. And in the beginning of the program, you actually work with other um, students. There's about 12 of us there. Mm-hmm. And you develop mm-hmm. a, a name for yourself. Like these people give you a name of what they're hearing in this conversation that you're having. So crazy, oh, wow. ironically, I get this name, the goddess of love, light, and truth. And I'm like, Ooh. truth truth. I'm like, this is crazy. (laughs) Little do they know. Little do they know why I'm here. So the next day, you know, we go through technique and whatever, and there is no technique. It's just telling your story. And it's a fabulous, um, if anyone, I have to, I have to mention Gail Larson. She is, um, it's her program, Transformational Speaking. And it really, because of her and learning to tell my story is my story, um, Mm. what it is. And um, so I went up to Gail. It was like the second day. And you have eight minutes now, eight minutes to tell this story. Now, you can't script it. You have to speak from the heart off the top of your head. And Ooh, I go I up like to Gail. And I'm, and, and I'm oh, no. Oh, I cannot tell you, um, Kathy and Carrie, I am like sweating bullets. I'm trembling. <laughs> I'm shaking. I don't know anybody there, which was supposed to make this very easy because I'm going to walk away now after I say what I have to say. I'm going to find my voice and everything's going to be fantastic. So I go up to Gail. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And she's like, do what? And I was like, I need to tell the story. And I was like, there's must be a secret. Tell me the secret. And she goes, there's no secret. She said, if you're not ready to tell that story, she said, then tell a different story. And I was like, Oh no, you don't understand. If I don't tell this story now, 20 years after his death, I am never telling this story. And I might as well just say, okay, you're half fixed. You're half fixed. You're half there. If you're happy with that, Kathy, then stay there. But I was not that person. So I drew this line and I said, I have worked my whole life to get here and I need to step over. And so she said, go tomorrow, be the first one and you won't be as nervous. And I got up that following day And I don't know where it came from. And I started because I was up all night and I had all this guilt that my, you know, like, I don't know. I just felt so um, disrespectful to my husband and who was I to be sharing this story. And I had a lot of shame, a lot of guilt around it. And I got up and I said, I don't know what the goddess of love, light and truth looks like, but I can tell you what the goddess of fear feels like. And from that moment, um, I had eight minutes to figure out what I was going to, you know, um, what accumulated as 30 years of a life. Um, And they let me go about 13 minutes. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I just like something else was speaking through me. I had never spoken like this in my Mm -hmm. life. And it was like, like the freedom and the feeling I cannot express to anyone how cleansing it was how how I felt it was like it was like a lifetime had just I had been born in that moment and I and I looked up at the uh, and I looked up at the attendees now you have to remember this is 30 years of shame guilt judgment um that I and I from my heart expected everyone to reject me I was 
you know, that I would be shamed, that I would walk away and, you know, with my tail between my legs. And there was not a dry eye. There was, there was tears. There was um, smiles. There was compassion. There was love in that room. And I knew in that moment that what I had, that it, I let it go. I let it go. Like I knew that I learned in that moment that I was holding on to something that wasn't me. It wasn't my story. It wasn't my illness. It wasn't my addiction. It wasn't my mental. And, you know, and all of these years of carrying everybody else's burdens and challenges and, and protecting the ones that I did love by not sharing the story, um, I realized no one had been protecting me. So, and then, and wow. then the rest was, yeah, so it's, it's a pretty, so um, you know, <laughs> but let me yeah. ask you, Kathy, so, so, and then I think our, I think our listeners, one, one of the things I'm realizing is that they don't really know what the unlocking secret mm. that you had was, and I'm not sure how much you want yeah. to share on the air, but so, um, no. you were living with, it's in the book, it's coming out, you were living with addiction, yeah. you had hit bottom on public so, assistance, like you have had the story that that is just a little bit more harder than the average bear and, you know, dealing with keeping your husband's secret for so many years, I think the impact is what those secrets were, the stigma around it. And then really how your pattern of living was learning to hide starting with child. Like when we're all children, we learn to hide things from our parents. We learn how to lie and hide things from our school dates. And so just kind of letting people know like really what, that secret might have been for you that you were keeping and how that was part of a pattern in your life. Yeah. So, um, it was a, it was a pretty, um, the day that it happened, it was, um, I'll give you the year. It was 1988. And, um, my husband was diagnosed with AIDS. Yeah. And in 1988, first of all, he did not have AIDS. He had HIV. Um, it was just exploding. Um, it was the Black Plague, and there was no hope. There was no cure. Um, we had my husband, and then this is where, like, the story kept unfolding because it's like, okay, so it's one thing if I'm going to tell people that he had, you know, HIV, but then it's like, well, how did he get HIV? And it was like, yeah, yeah. that's another sticky now story. I have to so my husband that, yeah, was a heroin addict. Now I have to explain this part of the story. Yeah, now I have to explain this part. So my husband was a heroin addict. <laughs> And right. when I married my husband, he was not a heroin addict, but right. and he kept fell off. Secrets and, you. Yeah. and, you know, well, and I then kept those secrets from everyone else because what yeah. am I going to do? Oh. I'm, married to, I'm married to a heroin addict? Like, I didn't know anything about heroin. I mean, you know, I grew up right. in the 70s and, yeah, like, you know, it's like the opiate epidemic now, you know, but it never really touched my life. I mean, kids in school were dying. There was a lot of drug addicts, but you know, it never really came into my life. So um, now I'm like, okay. Um, And then when we found out, um, we went to a doctor, like he had then recovered, you know, it was, there was this brief window and he had recovered and life was good. I took him back, you know, because we had separated. And, you know, I had my first child during all of that turmoil. And we go to this doctor and this doctor, because we went and we bought a house. You know, now I'm so happy. Like, oh, life is good. We're living the American dream. And right. we're buying a house. I go, I go for a life insurance policy for him. And he's turned down. 
Got to go to the doctor to find out why. Go to the doctor to find out why. And the doctor was sitting in front of him, barely will look at us, says, I don't know how to tell you this. I've never had to say this to anyone. You have AIDS. You will die. There is no cure. If you have have children, go, go home and hug them. If you have family, keep them close and get your affairs in order because you will die. And he walked us out of the office. And that was my introduction to HIV and AIDS. Yeah, it was pretty, right? So, you know, I I understood why I didn't, you listen, people have secrets and, you know, there's things that happen that you don't need to, let's say, broadcast. But we got back in the car. Now I'm looking at my husband who's been given a death sentence. Like, I'm like, how do you, you know, how do you even look? At your beloved, and how old person were you at that, that time, I, At that time, oh, I guess I was about 32, 31. Oh, so young. What a courageous time I was young. in life. Wow. Right? Yeah. But now, yeah. now we look at each other, and I just find, I, we just both instantly looked at each other and realized I just had a baby. Did the baby mm. have HIV? Did I have HIV? Right, right. I didn't. I it didn't, is. and neither did my son. But this is, why, this is why the story was always so complicated. I have to explain yeah. all this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that day at Omega is when it all changed because so many people wanted to know. So, and that's when it was suggested to me at that workshop. So, you know, they were like, you should really write about this. And I'm like, write about it. I can't even talk about it. You know, like, how do you put this story together, which was not, uh, you know, it was like layer over layer. And then, you know, and that's what I've done in the book. And it was, it was a really, it was a beautiful process, but it was a very difficult process to weave 30 years and all the circumstances, you know, that had happened throughout these years. And until three years ago, I never even told my son. I mean, this mm. is how deep. I read that in the book, because, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, who am I? Like, you know, to take away this beautiful memory that he has of his father. And, you know, how do I explain? Because, you know, when I was so afraid of the judgment, even with my, you know, like, you know, he's a drug addict. He has HIV. I'm, you know, you, you visualize this, you know, character where, in fact, my husband was probably one of the most amazing people that you would ever meet. He's just one of those pers- people that got caught up, you know, in addiction right and um turned turned his life around but then i spent the next seven years wondering if he would take that shot because he knew he was going to die yeah right so it was very interesting so that is um that's how it came to be and so i then went off someone told me about you know so at the workshop in omega someone had and this is where it was really a phenomenal for me because one of the people that was participating came up to me and I said, I don't know how to write. I've got hundreds of journals at home, you know, through the years. I mm-hmm. said, but I don't know how to we write. I, I just want yeah. right. right? I'm like, I've got every pretty journal. I've got ones I don't even want to look at. And I said, right. all I want to do is help people. I want to help young women who are widowed. I'm, I remember becoming a widow and going to Barnes and Noble to find a book on how to grieve because 
I didn't know how to grieve. I didn't know what I was going through. I wanted to find, I wanted to help, I wanted to hold little AIDS babies that were born in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be able to say that I had an antibody in my body that is why I did not get HIV. And I've been studied by all the medical associations, but I couldn't tell anybody. So, you know, I had just lived this life that just kept getting layered. And um, that's when, um, you know, I found out about the Hay House Writer Workshop. I found Nancy Levin, who we all know and love. Yay, Yay, Nancy. We're all fans. Because if it wasn't for... If it wasn't for Nancy, um, I had six months to write this proposal after the Hay House Writers Workshop, and it's about five weeks left. And Nancy's going to me, did you write the proposal? Did you write? I was like, you know, I got, I got this job. I'm like, you know, I, I, this is happening. That's how, and she's like, hmm, you know, and I'm going, yeah. I'm giving her all the excuses. And she's like, right. The story, yeah. She's like, the story needs to be told, and this would not oh, have happened her. to you. Yeah, and I wrote yeah. the book proposal. I was in Paris. I was in Switzerland. I was working all day. I would go back to my room at night, and I was working on it, and um, and I submitted it. And had I not, none of this would have happened. So to me, it was another. Was my fi- to me, I took it as my final message from the universe that, you know what, you have been blessed. All this darkness that, you, you know, people hear the darkness, but there was so much, so many gifts in this right. um, darkness and in this disease and in this addiction and that for years I couldn't figure out why. Why me? Why, why did all this stuff happen to me? Oh, well, what an amazing... Now to help other people, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Kath, it's interesting. It's interesting that you said you wanted to go and and hold AIDS babies. I actually worked at Caring for Babies with AIDS, which is a group home for uh, mm. HIV positive babies and kids, um, birth to five years old. So we can we can uh. share more about that because that was a pretty pretty intense time. But I'm just so I'm I'm just blown away you know we all have a story right we do we all have a story and it's how we choose because I believe we choose to be here on this planet right like we choose to come into the physical from the you know the realms and I just I am I'm just in awe of you I'm in awe of how because it could have gone a different way you know Mm. Your like your road, you yourself, you could have, you could have, you could have, you didn't have to go work at Chanel. You could have, you know, you didn't have to be running around Paris. You could have done something else. And it is just such a remarkable, inspiring, beautiful journey that you went on. And the fact that you're here now to share it with the world, I know I can just see you standing on that stage at Hay House events. And people mm-hmm. coming up to you, you know, and you, and here's the other thing. You just never know how your story can touch somebody else, you know? It's right, just, right. We just never know. We just never know how something so personal and intimate, I mean, you, you just cut yourself open, basically, you know, and just, like, bled all over everything. Like, here, here I am. And I just, I applaud you. I admire you and I just um, we're kind of 
coming close to the end of, of our time. But I guess one of my questions would be for you, so of all of the whole process that you went through, you know, what are the pearls of wisdom, without giving the book away because everybody's got to get this book, but give us like one or two pearls of wisdom that you, that you know now. Um, well, I truly, I, one of the biggest things that I realized was that, um, I am, I am me and I am enough and I, mm-hmm. um, I, ha- I have to honor myself. You see, I was so layered from the time I was a child with, you know, when you get your thoughts fed. I mean, people aren't doing it to be mean, but, you know, or you're not good enough for this, or maybe you should be doing that. And, and I had so many damn thoughts of who I thought I was and who I really was was just a beautiful, um, a beautiful human being that really just wanted um, – to to help people and nurture people and I did my great you know and I did I helped my children and I helped my husband and I helped a lot of people along the way um and I think that I never honored myself for that like I always saw that as um Mm. I, I I couldn't see the the gift in it like when I share the story now like people are like it's pretty amazing that you would do that. And I was like, but it just, Mm -hmm. it just felt like it didn't feel like I was doing something. So I would say that um, for me, it was really getting to, like you said, everybody has a story, but we're not our story. It's what we do with our story. And um, I no longer tell myself these stories and I see how my mind just can, can start going you know, and creating a story and how we really have to look at life through a different lens. And we can't change our circumstances, but we can change what we do with them. And I always think about how different would my life have been if I had shared that story a long time ago? Mm-hmm. What would my life, what would my life have been like? So um, I just say, you know what, what I'm trying to do now is develop um, a place where other women, men, I think that's a, it's a great place to have a place where you can feel safe and just share your story. And it doesn't mean you have to write a book. It doesn't mean you have to shout it out to the world. But if you don't have community, and I think in this day and age and everything that's going on, we're lost without community and we need to go back to that place of helping one mm. another and, and forgetting. That is, um, yeah. Yeah, about fear and shame and embarrassment and, you know. So um, that's kind of where I am. And I, I really appreciate you letting me share my story. There's so much more. So um, Oh, there is you know, so much more because yeah. one of the things that I wanted to just bring to the surface before uh, we tell everybody how to find you and where the book is and, and all that is that one of the things that I really got, and I'm only 85% through this book, but I still wanted the listeners to know that what I really got from this is how deeply you loved your husband in spite of all the turmoil and with the underlying message being that love does conquer all. And even through the grief and the turmoil and the hard times, there was this core of love for this man. And I, I really got that through your story. Uh, and so I just wanted to acknowledge that for him and for you and just, you know, how awesome it is that you're here doing the work now. 
But I also loved on your website, which we're going to tell people how to find you, is one of the things that you say is tapping into your truth is my sacred superpower. So really what you're about is like helping people when you're coaching them and when you're working with them, really what you're about here is helping people find their truth. And I know without a doubt that when I am in truth and I am in alignment and I don't have to worry about covering anything up, I am at my happiest and I've said this a million times in my life on this radio show. Always being in truth is the road to happiness. No matter what the turmoil is, your still core that you know, your core feeling is happy when you're living in truth. So thank you for sharing that today. And let's tell people where we can find you and what they're going to get to go to your website, stuff like that. Mm, thanks. Well, you can find me at www.kathycrawford.com. Um, and there you can um, subscribe, send me your email. Um, I'm going to be, I'm in the process of launching everything, but I will be sending um, out the first chapter um, of my Mm -hmm. book so you can get a preview of that and more info to come on that. But I am on Facebook. I have a personal as well as um, my my business page, and I would love, Mm -hmm. love, love to hear more stories from everyone. Uh, Sign up for my newsletter and and, um, and that's you can, Kathy oh, in the Crawford book. with a with a E. It's K A T H E C R A W F O R D. Thank you, Kathy. I'm so not good yeah, at that. Because yes, I will, do. I spell us my Kathy's, us, us Kathy's know that yes, there's many ways Kathy's to spell the name. Spell it. Yes. So I picked that one up a long Unlocking time ago. Secrets. Yeah, the name of the book, Unlocking Secrets: My Journey to an Open Heart published by Hay House, yeah. ready in the spring of 2018, which is coming out in May. And I'm really yeah. excited for you to take this journey of authorship. I've been on it. I love it. And it's just uh, going to be a fun, fun time for you. So we move into now the end of our show where we pull cards and do a Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote. And, Kathy, you and I talked about possibly you pulling a card <laughs> for our listeners. Are you still interested in doing that? Yes, I am. Okay. I pull am. The card. All right. So – um, I, so I pulled from um, the Archangel uh, cards with um, Ariel, which nice. says, okay, good. Um, I have these beautiful <laughs> angels around me. You have invested <laughs> wisely. Have patience and wait for the harvest. Review your progress and make plans for your next endeavor. Ooh, so I believe I that. Yeah, so we shall see. The book, I'm sure, will lead me to something new. Oh, yeah. Oh, like this Carrie journey said, is just I'm sure we'll be seeing you yeah. on stage. <laughs> for sure. Carrie for sure, Butler? For sure. Yes, ma'am. Got a card? Um, okay. Yeah, I do have a card. Ooh, okay. Card? Oh, my God. You know, I you just can't make this shit up, right? Okay, so, again, I use the Crystal Angel deck. And the card that I pulled is Topaz, and it says, Forgiveness Heals. Mm. I'm going to cry. Perfect for today. Time to release release repressed anger as it's blocking your health and happiness. And I just, that's a magical card today. Oh, beautiful. So I picked one from my universal card deck, which is basically just word cards, and the card I picked was water. 
And it basically says that drawing this card can mean an end to your troubles, a sink or swim situation. Keep your chin up, don't panic, relax, and allow yourself to rise above the situation. Water represents emotions. Perhaps a good cry is what you need to release pent-up emotions. Release and let go. Wow, everybody that knows my personal story this week knows that that couldn't be more spot on. And obviously I'm very raw, so I appreciate you guys for that. And uh, that's just what it is. This is live radio. Yeah. Um, I have a Wayne Dyer quote, which I think is perfect for today as well. Um, Kathy, with your book and the stuff that you were feeling, um, and it is, when you judge another, you do not define them. You define yourself. Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm. So. Mm. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for for that conversation today and for for uh opening up my heart Kathy with your story it's just been Thank a wonderful you. time and I really appreciate meeting you now mind you people Kathy and I met on Facebook and we met I think Kristen <laughs> Noel was how I kind of got connected with you had no idea about the Nancy factor and I love that you're a yeah. Nancy fan just <laughs> like us but uh yeah. so I just think that I want to just say that I love having friends across the country and people that I share a kindred spirit with. Even though we haven't met in person, I feel a kindred spirit with you. So I just really wanted to say how grateful I am for that and the connection we're able to make through social media in this regard. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. And we are all connected. If I've learned anything, we're all connected. So thank you for so much for having me and let me share my story. I can't wait to well, watch we look you forward to have- grow. And- <laughs> exactly. We look forward to all of the, the fun and exciting things that are coming forward for you, love. Uh, thanks so much. We'll talk all soon. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Aloha, Bye. everybody. Have a beautiful week. Mwah. Bye.